So we're talking about standing up for the truth. Amen. Standing up for the truth, part two. Part two. And last week, we, we, we spoke about, we, we talked about the, some of the disciples of Jesus Christ and how they were fearless standing for the truth. And also the challenges they had to face. Because it wasn't that they wanted to stand for the truth and then everything became easy. There would never be a time that the devil will fold his hands and expect you to stand for the truth and nothing will happen. There will never be a time that it will be so easy for any one of us to stand for the truth. And then we just say, you know what, I'm standing for the truth in my office. I'm standing for the truth in my family. I'm standing for the truth. And then everything will just be fine. No. The devil has to do everything possible to perpetrate his own evil and to make sure that you get frustrated when you stand for the truth. And so it's very important. So invariably what I'm saying is this today, there are, you have to pay a price. You pay prices. I'm telling you, when you stand for the truth, you have to be ready to pay the price. Anyone that is not ready to pay will not stand for the truth because there are things that you have to give up. There are things you have to, you know, uh, give away. There are so many things you have to do in order to stand for the truth. So we talked about all of that. We talked about Paul who had an encounter. And we explain that if you have an encounter with God, it becomes extremely easy for you to be able to stand for the truth. For those who have an encounter, you see, you have seen it. The disciples said the things that we heard, the things we have touched, they couldn't stop. When you have an encounter, Jeremiah said that I wish I could stop, but I cannot stop because there is a fire in my bones. The reason why many people just chicken out quickly when they face adversity and they wouldn't stand for the truth is because they hadn't had an encounter with God. There is no specific experience, encounter, a knowing of God, a genome going of God, eh? an intermingling with God that leaves an indelible mark on somebody's life. When you have something like that, it's so hard. So you're going to say, even if they slay me, I will save him. You know, you're going to say like Job, I know that my Redeemer live it. So no matter what happens, you have this staying power when you are being with the Lord. Can I challenge you as Christians that if indeed you want to stand for the truth, whether for your family or in your career, your business, in your church, you need to have an experience of God. You need to have an encounter with God. You need to know God for yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. You need to know God for yourself. You need to have a reference point with God. Amen. You need to know God for yourself, not what they told us. You know, it's just like with the pandemic. What happened to a lot of people was that so many Christians didn't know God for themselves. And because they didn't know God for themselves, as long as they didn't have to gather with the brethren and be propped up by somebody else's faith, many people failed. Many people struggled. Uh, many people's prayer life disappeared. Many people's Bible study disappeared because they knew God in the company of the saints, but they didn't know God for themselves. So when they had to be alone with God, they struggled. But I want to tell you something. To be able to stand at this time and stand for the truth of the gospel and stand for God, you need to know God for yourself. You need to know God for yourself. 
You need to know God for yourself. Young people listening to this, you need to go know God for yourself. The salvation of your parents is irrelevant for you going to heaven. It doesn't work at all. You see, on the judgment day, every man will stand on their own name. And the fact that your dad was a pastor, a deacon, or whatever, an evangelist, no, it doesn't happen. In fact, the fact that you go to church every Sunday wouldn't happen. You, it wouldn't do anything. You must have a personal relationship with God. But when you do that, it becomes easy. And so we read about the disciples. The Bible said they spoke with wisdom and understanding. And people were wondering, these guys were not educated. They were untrained. But they discovered that they, have been, they had been with Jesus. Where have you been? Who have you been with? How do you stand for the truth if you have always been with liars? How do you stand for the truth if you stand, if you've always been with psychophants? How do you stand for the truth when you're always with people who are going to tell you what is not true and lie to you and pretend? You can only be in the midst of those who are right for you to actually be right. Very important. Show me your friends. I'll show you who you are. You understand. The companions of fools will be destroyed. But thank God that he that walks with the wise also will be wise. Who have you been with? So, we're just going to move it forward. And I've told us today it's so simple. Today is Bible story. Everybody say Bible story. So, I want to talk about these three guys. Um, these three guys, these three Hebrew boys, standing for the truth. I basically what just want to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego today. Having established that you need a relationship with God, an encounter with God, having established that knowledge is extremely important, having established all of that, I want us to look into the experience and I want to share a few thoughts with us. And I want to say this. These thoughts I want to share with us, you might not need everything, but if it's just one you need, I want you to write it down for yourself because you're going to need it. I repeat, you're going to need it. These are the end times and the Bible makes it very clear that the love of many we was called. And we see it all the time. You know, uh, other translations say it's because sin will be rampant. Sin will be rampant. In other words, the things that are ungodly will be very, very common. You know, I say this all the time to us adults, that the, 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 the turbulence, the problem, the pandemonium that our children had to go through, we didn't go through 10% of it. Because these are the days where iniquity shall abound and sin will be rampant and many things will go wrong. So for you to stand for the truth, at this time, you need God. So let me share these principles with us. I, I'm just going to read. You know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego very well. And let's have a quick paraphrase. You, now, these three guys were taken in captivity to Babylon. They excelled among everybody ten times better. So they were appointed as leaders. Uh, but then, don't forget that the Bible talked about Daniel in chapter 1, verse 8, which was the same thing with these guys, that they would not defile themselves with the king's portion of the meat. In other words, these guys were people who were sold out to God and they were disciplined. And I'll tell you why I'm going back to that. And then there was a time, you know, they became very known in the, in, in the province. Uh, and they became very known, very respected, and people looked up to them. Uh, some people looked up to them not because they wanted they liked them, but they, 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 they were envious of them. And they're wondering, these three evil guys, who, who are they? What do they think they are? Because you see, sometimes there are people who are just unnecessarily going to be angry with your success. So when you say you've just found a new job or you've changed your career and things are getting better for you, there are people who are going to be annoyed. Just thinking that why does it have to be you? You know, I've seen people who get annoyed when people get married. Why does she have to get married? And I'm not married. God sees your 
your heart. You know, so people just get annoyed and people were annoyed with this guy and they were looking for ways to get them. And so you know the story. So now there was a time Nebuchadnezzar set up a golden image and made a proclamation. And in those days, the words of the kings are so powerful. And then he said, if you would not bow to this gold image which I've made of, obviously you're going to be killed. Mm. And then these three guys who have been helped, listen to that word, who have been helped by Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to that again. Who had been helped by Nebuchadnezzar. I just wanted to think about it twice because that's how we think. But these guys knew that Nebuchadnezzar didn't help them. I'm going to get that very soon. When you don't know the source of your promotion, you are going to bow to a wrong God. When you don't know the source of your blessing, you are going to say yes to a wrong God. When you don't know who is really blessing you, you're going to bow before the wrong person. Because you're going to think, this is the person who has helped me. And so when they want you to bow, you will bow without you knowing that you're bowing to the wrong person. Once you, 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 you have refused or once you have not defined the source properly, there's going to be a problem. Now you got to get this right. There's going to be a problem. You're going to bow when you're not supposed to bow. You're going to say yes to what you're not supposed to say yes to. For instance, you may have an uncle who sponsors your education. And then he wants you to do something wrong. You'll find yourself bowing to his interest just because he paid your school fees, even if it was against the will of God. How many times should people walk up to you and give you wrong advice, but because they pay your school fees, but because they, they give you bread, because they give you accommodation, you are most likely going to listen to them. And these guys said to Shadrach, and then he reported them, these three boys, that we have these three guys, these three guys that you are promoted. Now, they are so arrogant, these guys so arrogant, Nobody can talk to them, even you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Even your laws and your principles, these guys will flaunt and do whatever they like. Arrogant people. Many people cannot tell the difference between arrogance and confidence. And so they say they're arrogant. They won't listen. They won't bow to your king. They won't do all of that. Let me get another instance where people can tell confidence from arrogance. It was Mordecai because Mordecai would not bow to Haman. And because he wouldn't bow to Amen, that's, that's ridiculous. Who are you? A gate man. And one of the prime ministers or one of the MPs are coming and people were paying obeisance and, and Mordecai would just look at the guy like that. And so that, that guy must be very arrogant. No, he wasn't arrogant. He knew what you shouldn't bow to. So, they reported these three guys and then, you know, they came to the Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, wait a minute, don't listen to them. I'll give you another chance. If you bow to this God, peace. Daniel chapter 3, I'll read from 16 to 18, and then we'll join the story from here. Shadrach and Meshach then and Abednego then answered the king. O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. 
Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. There is no need for discussion. And we, we, we want you to know this. We want you to know this. We want you to know this. If that is the case, that we have to bow to this God of yours to be alive, they said, and our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18, profound. Verse 18, this is profound. I preached the message before, it's called, but if not. Verse 18, then it said, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it takes people who are fearless to stand for the truth. I mean, people who are doggedly fearless. Says, let it be known to you. Let it be known to you. Let it be known to you. If you, what you want to do is to cast us into the fairy furnace. If that's the way and to, to serve your God means we are going to be delivered. He said, don't worry. Our God whom we serve will deliver us. But even if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we will worship the God, the gold image which you have set up. In other words, we've made up our mind. Oh, Libra Roshanda. And it's not dependent on whether we are alive or dead. Listen carefully to this. You cannot stand for the truth until you are dead to yourself. You cannot stand for the truth until you are dead and buried to yourself. You cannot stand for the truth. They overcame by the word, by the, the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And the Bible said because they did not love their life unto death. We are too fearless of what the devil can do to us. And the Bible said, don't be afraid of someone who can kill your body, but can kill your soul. He said, rather be afraid of the one who can kill the soul and kill the body and cast the spirit and cast everything into a fire. These guys, they understood. They said, king, listen carefully. We are standing for the truth regardless of the outcome let me tell you something if you only serve god for outcome you have not started you only give to god so that he can give back to you good measure press down shaking together and running over you haven't started you get to a level where you give to god because you want to give to god let anybody do whatever they like to do about it you want to give to God because you know God enough. And there is no need for discussions and explanations. This is what I want to do. Do you understand? You, you pray and praise God regardless of what the devil thinks. He says, but you don't have your testimony yet. That's his headache. I'm still going to do what? Praise God. See, but you've been, you've been praying and fasting for many years. Nothing has changed. You keep the time. I'll keep on doing what God wants me to do. 
we have no need. Let's share a few thoughts more. I want to ask you this question. Do you have a stand? What are you standing for? Do you have a stand? Listen to this. If you don't have a stand, other people will make choices for you. The world will make choices for you. Children, listen to this. Young people, listen to this. Choices are ready to be made for you. They've actually been made. Talking to Grace Chartrum the other day, and we're saying that when you get to a new environment, one of the things you need to do fast is make your stand known. Because if you're slow, there are many stands that will be made known to you quick. Many, many, many. Before you find yourself, there are stands that I've already made known. Before you know what is happening, your friends are already telling you, do you want to join a cult? Before you know what's happening, somebody is already telling you it's no big deal to take cannabis. Before you know what's happening, it's coming in the barrage. Let's go to the nightclub. Before you know what's happening, let's go and play somewhere. Before you know what's happening, there are choices that will be there. And so, so, so listen to this. It's very important for you to decide the things that are most important to you. That's the first thought. You must have a stand. You must decide what are the things that are most important to you. It's very important. Many people are not standing for anything. What are you standing for? What am I standing for? Are you, 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 are you standing for the word of God? Are you standing for the truth? What are the principles guiding your life? Very important. Many people don't stand for anything. They just follow anything people say they follow. If it's walking there, they go for it. If it's happening there, they put their nose. If this is what is moving now, they move into it. This is where they pay more salary. They change their life and their purpose. This is where you will get job. They change their life and their purpose. And we even, and in a country, this country is fantastic because it's so powerful in altering people's purpose. You know why? Because we live our entire life for money. We only choose what will give us the quickest, the fastest, and the easiest money, and very consistent one. You know you need money. You do. But you need purpose more than money. When you get to heaven, God won't ask you about how much money you've made. He will only ask you whether you fulfill the reason why he sent you on earth. Full stop. What do you stand for? What are your principles? Can we easily move you out of line? Can we shake you and change you? Those who understand for the truth must make their stand clear. And this is related to your second thought. This is very related to it. You do not make your stand when you are in adversity. You make your stand before you get there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't choose to serve God after the gold image was set up. They were serving God before it was set up. And what they were telling Nebuchadnezzar is, after your God, we will still serve God. In other words, don't get to the battlefront before you make decisions. Make the decisions of your life now in the time of peace. There's no country in the world who waits for war and then begin to develop artilleries and weapons. They're finished. You can see what is happening in Russia and Ukraine right now. All of those weapons have been prepared before the day. 
the defenses, the attack, the artillery, the missiles, everything prepared. If you don't have a stand before you get into trouble, you're more likely going to be swallowed up fast and quick. You, because you're just going to follow. You know, this is all, let, let's talk about marriage. It's like single people say things like, oh, oh, do you, sorry, I want to marry you. He said, I want to go and pray about it. Fantastic statement. But the failure one of that statement is the fact is this. If you haven't been praying before, you're wasting your time. God is not a magician. You've seen a guy who looks exactly the way you just want your guy to look. I don't mean, the, you know, I mean with all the money and all the khakis. And then your heart is gone. And I say, God, show me. No, you have seen. Hello? Tell your neighbor you have seen. <laughs> it's better to have prayed than wanting to pray. It's better to have fasted than wanting to fast. It's better to have your stand than wanting to have a stand. This is the time to have a stand. In that your office, there will be distractions. There will be attacks. This is the time to have a stand. So when trouble comes, you are already taking a stand. Tell your neighbor, time to take a stand. Time to take a stand. Number three. Nebuchadnezzar was never their friend. I want you to get this. The devil doesn't like you. He will never like you. Everything is given to you is so that he can use you. Push it a little bit. You know, at the beginning I'm saying you must know who is blessing you. Your employer doesn't like you. Doesn't care about you. You think he does, but most of them don't. And that's why now in leadership, they're talking about emotional intelligence, being taken care of your people and all of that. An average employer is a capitalist. It's only a game of numbers. Get it right. NHS doesn't like you. You don't exist. You're a number. Alright? HMRC, they don't like you. Okay? Microsoft is not interested in your life. Bill Gates doesn't know your address. You don't count. You're a number. If you do wrong, they will fire you and replace you. And so if you think Microsoft is your source, you've got it wrong. You are not as important as you think. It's not your father's business. Even your father, sometimes father, they, they, they fire their own children. There's this thing that comes to my mind. I don't know how to interpret it. You know, sometimes I think in Yoruba and speak English. <sighs> if it is not yours, there will be many stories. And it's so if you can interpret. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody go? Anybody know what the adage is? Don't worry. After, come and see me for hundred pounds. I'll tell you. Nebuchadnezzar was never their friend. No one has your best interests at heart as your God. <laughs> greater man, greater love has no man than this that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Nobody anywhere loves you the way God loves you. 
Most people deal with you because you have to offer. It's what you give and what you bring to the table that matters. The day you cannot bring it, they will change their mind. Nebuchadnezzar celebrated these guys. He promoted these guys. He gave these guys everything they wanted only because they are helping to manage the kingdom. But when it came to the matter that mattered more to him, which had to do with his God, G-O-D, small God, gold image, then he changed. Because at that time, what he wanted from them was more than what they were giving. And the moment he had a bigger demand that they could not bring to the table, they were supposed to be killed. Are you getting what I'm talking about at all? Take your stand for God. He's the only one that will never fail you. He's the only one that will remain constant. No matter what you do against him, he still loves you. Glory to God. When you get it right, God loves you. When you get it wrong, God loves you. When you bring the food to the table, God loves you. When you don't deliver results, God loves you. Only God loves us all the time. Every other person. There are people who walk out of their marriage because of irreconcilable differences. You can't walk out on God. Even if you do, he won't walk out on you. Somebody shout yes. God remains, no matter what you bring to the table, God is constantly in love with us. The prodigal, so-called the prodigal son, the second son, whatever you want to call him, the younger son, he, he, he went away, but when he came, the father was waiting for him. With his hands open, with a party, saying, you know what? You were my son, you are my son, you will always be my son. Nebuchadnezzar became furious. So listen to this. I like you, but I don't like you this much. You have to bow. If not, they're going to say this all. Isn't it amazing that the people who celebrate you are the one that will make the fire seven times? Hello. <laughs> uh, people who celebrate you are the one who want to kill you fast. Make the fire seven times hotter. These are the guys that were olden Babylon. These were the guys that when he tested them in chapter one, they were ten times better, ten times smarter, ten times more intelligent. I cannot comprehend that. If you want to comprehend that, go and find the average IQ of somebody and multiply by ten. Not even Albert Einstein can stand it. There's generally no human being that has more than twice the IQ of an average person. But these guys, 10 times. But when it had to do with the issue of truth and lie, Nebuchadnezzar was ready to sacrifice all of that. You die with your intelligence, you die with your certificate, you die with your degree. As long as you're going to bow, you're not going to bow, we're going to kill you. The devil doesn't like you. But you know he's also a smart devil. Everybody says he's a smart devil. Uh, if you don't like, don't say it. He's still smart. <laughs> I can show you many ways that he's been so smart that you didn't get him. <laughs> it's an extremely smart person. Uh, let's not go into that. <laughs> he's very smart. And so, but this place, one of his, one of his smartness, his stupid smartness, was then he called them. He said, oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh-uh. I've heard all these people came to report. You don't mind them. They are non-entities. 
they are just envious of you. They are idiots. I, I don't even listen to them. They say you don't want to bow. I don't believe that. Uh-uh. Shadrach, you will bow. I know. You are my friend. Say, they are just lying. All those people. Don't listen to them. Just listen to them. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Let's talk. Say, what is the big deal? It's not a big deal. Just do like that. And that's it. And you'll be safe. The devil gives second chance. And third and fourth, it will give you all the chances possible because he knows exactly where he's going. It will only stop giving you chances when you are ruthless and he knows that the only way is to take you out. As long as you're a spineless jellyfish, he keeps on giving you more opportunities just to make sure that there is a permanent wreckage. Give them a second chance. There will be opportunities. Please, don't eat with the Satan with a long spoon. The food is not that sweet. I don't know why in all the food in this world is the Satan's own that you are interested in. That you want to now find long spoon. Stupid addict. <laughs> you a long spoon. Must you eat this food of Satan? Please let me ask your labor. Must you eat from Satan's plate? <laughs> because sometimes I don't understand who originated all those things. Must you eat the food of Satan? Anybody here like to even, even if the spoon is very, very long? Are you interested? It's with a long spoon. No, don't eat with this. Don't, please, please, I'm begging you, don't eat with the guy at all. Every food that he has has poison. No matter how beautiful he looks, no matter how great he looks, his food is poisonous. They're nice, but they're full of poison. Satan can give you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. Don't buy it. Tell your neighbor, tell the person, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Tell the person, don't buy it. Don't if he sells it cheap, don't buy. If he sells it expensive, don't buy. Whatever he sells, just don't buy. Don't buy. He was making a deal. The deal of Satan is only to deal with you. All he wanted was their commitment. What's the meaning of that? Their soul. Their soul. I am giving you a second chance, Message Bible. But from now on, when the big band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I have made. For what? Let's move on to some serious issues now. If you want to stand for the truth, can I ask you a question? How long are you willing to stand? How long are you willing to stand? Because you might not be able to tell the duration. People who are ready to stand for the truth are just ready to stand for the truth. If they're standing for two days, blessed be the name of the Lord. If they are to start for 10 years, blessed be the name of the Lord. It could even be 50 years, blessed be the name of the Lord. When you want to stand for the truth, you don't keep watching your time. You must just be ruthless about it. You must just make up your mind, this is it. Okay, God will save us. If it doesn't save us, we're not bowing. Full stop, period. 
I, I, am I talking to anybody right now? How long are you willing to stand? How long are you willing to wait for God? How long are you willing to be committed to the right cause? How long are you willing to keep on doing what is right even if there's nobody celebrating you? If there's nobody talking about it? Even if there's nobody seeing what you're doing? How long are you willing to stand for the truth? It's all right to do it for some time and back out. How long are you willing to serve God? I've been serving God for the past 20 years. And you want to be with him for eternity? You're counting 20 years? In fact, I've been helping people all my life. I want to stop. Just imagine if as you stop, God also stops helping you. Amen. Since you want to stop helping people, let the Lord also stop helping you. You will beg him to help. You will say, God, help me to help others. <laughs> Your prayer will quickly change. Amen. How long are you willing to stand for the truth? To put a demand on us. Romans chapter 8, 35 to 39, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? No, peril, no, sword, no. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed. I know you haven't seen that before. For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm telling you, this is their case. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me just say this quickly. If you're one of those people who are thinking, oh, maybe I'm not going to go to hell. Maybe I'm going to go to heaven. Ah, maybe tomorrow now, something will happen. Ah, I will not find myself in fire hole and all of that. You don't understand the gospel. You have been sold a lie. Read your Bible. He is able to save to the uttermost they that come to God through him. You have to remove the ability of Jesus before some things happen in your life. And that's why some people are dogged. Paul said to live is gain. To die is gain. If I'm here, I do the work. If I'm dead, I be with him. I am crucified with Jesus. No longer do I need to live the life that I live now. I live in the Son of God who loves me. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hand and say, thank you for loving me, God. Thank you for loving me. Hallelujah. And in all of this, you know what happened? God was watching. When you want to stand for the truth, God likes to watch. How long do you want to stand? Do you know why God is watching? Do you really mean it? That's why God is watching. Do you really, can you really wait? 
If you don't have the kind of job you have for four years, will you continue to serve God? And you think God is not able to give you a job right now? No, he is. He's just not giving you one yet. Just because he knows what's best for you. Amen? It's not because he's a wicked God. Maybe there are things you need to do, obviously. I don't want to go into all of that. But you see, how long do you want to wait? That's the question. What are you doing? What do you want to do? God was watching. God likes to watch movies. Not the kind of one you watch. I don't mean that. Because some of you say, hey, the pastor said God likes watching movies. Let's get home and start watching movies. That's not what I meant. Don't misinterpret. I'm just saying God watches and sees what's going on. And then, these guys, they were talking for themselves. The God we serve, we fight for us. God didn't say anything. If he doesn't fight for us, God didn't say anything. If you want to kill us, God didn't say anything. Bound them, God didn't say anything. Put them in the fire, God didn't say anything. And God was watching. Let me tell you something. Do you know what? God is watching you. There's no power of hell. There's no scheme of Satan that can pluck you from his hand. There's no operation of the enemy that can stop the plan of God upon your life. I told you God had seen the movie before. When God, when God was watching, God was watching in reverse mode. God was watching what he had seen. And so there was no need for hurry. Because God knew how it will end. That Nebuchadnezzar one day will declare. So God had to make sure that the movie gets to the end for us to have a playback. So God was watching whilst they were standing for the truth. Do you know now I just feel like preaching but we got to go home. Amen. God was watching while they were waiting. But the guy, they knew God hadn't left them. And God was watching. They bound this guy. The Bible said, even the guys that took them to the fire, God destroyed. He said, because the kings, you know, the kings was urgent. It was hard. Seven times on earth. The guy that took them there died. And then they pulled these guys bound into the heart. How long are you willing to stand for the truth? Because the glory is waiting at the end of your waiting. He says the glory that shall be revealed in us is more than our present suffering. The glory that shall be revealed in us. There is a laughter waiting for you. There's a joy waiting for you. There's an abundance waiting for you. You don't want to just destroy everything right now. God was watching while they were standing and waiting and standing and waiting. And then, you know, the victory came. They were in the fire. And the Bible says that there was someone in the fire. He showed up. When you stand for the truth, everybody might turn their back on you. God won't. When you start for the truth, it might look as though you're missing, you're losing, but you're not losing anything. Because God is not with liars. God is with the people who are truthful. God always stands with those who are standing in truth. We might not see it. It might not look like it. But God stands with truth. 
God stands with his word. God stands with those who uphold his word. Those who stand for the truth. I want to tell you something. If you decide today to keep on standing for the truth, even battles you can't fight, God will fight for you. Even things you can't sort out, God will sort out for you. Even places that you can't reach, God will take you there. When you choose to stand for the truth, you tell yourself, no matter what happened, my mind is made up. No matter what happened, my mind is made up. I, I don't know what I'm speaking to right now, but there are some of us who are having to stand for the truth in one area of our lives. And you are beginning to think whether you're going to change your mind. Don't change your mind. Because God will never leave you alone. You know the victory. The Bible says, say, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And these guys were not armed. They were not hurt. Nothing was wrong with them. And they said, the form of the fourth is like the son of God. I don't want to go into all of that. If not, I'll begin to tell you typologies. How even Nebuchadnezzar saw enough of the, 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 the gods, gods, gods. Oh my God. God saw enough of God's power that he could detect the son of God. Jesus hadn't yet come at that time. Read your Bible very well. But it was so glorious, it was so powerful. And there was a way God opened the eyes of Nebuchadnezzar. That Nebuchadnezzar. You don't, you don't know that guy? That guy is evil incarnate. Nebuchadnezzar saw. You don't know who God wants to touch with you standing for the truth. You don't know what life God wants to change. You don't know who God wants to speak to in your office, in your family, in your marriage. You don't know who God wants to use your testimony to change their life. You don't know who's going to stand up tomorrow and say, because of what happened to you, whilst you were standing for the truth, and everybody opposed you, and everybody turned their back against you, and everybody told you it wasn't going to work, and you continue to stand for the truth. If you will stand to the aid, it will surprise you the no Number of people that will say just because sister Jane stood for God. Let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah. I'll read verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar, you know, Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Nebuchadnezzar, the owner of the gold image. Listen to this. I believe this with all of my heart, and I'm not lying to you. This is the word of the Lord. If you stand for God, it will stand with you. It will stand for you. And through you, it will change lives and transform lives and change things. But you have to pay some price. That's what I'm telling you. You have to be able to wait. You have to be able to do what is right. Is there anybody here right now? The devil is trying to give you a second chance huh? to lure you into something you shouldn't do. Don't do it because you will sabotage what God wants to do in your life. He's giving you alter, uh, uh, alternative routes. He's telling you, do it like this. He's telling you, move it like that. He said, no, no, no. He's telling you to cheat. He's telling you to defraud. He's telling you to join them. Don't do it. There's no glory at the end of it. The son of God is not in that. Better go through the fire and you will come out well. The Bible said there was no smell fire on them. Even the air on the head was not even affected. Wow. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, 
Meshach, and Abednego. Would you add your name as the fourth one? Uh, let's read it again and then you put your name as the fourth one. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Olalikon. Who sent his angel and delivered his servant. If I never had any problem, I wouldn't know my God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. You see, there are things that is because you have been through trouble. That's where you can see deliverance. There's no deliverance except there is bondage. There's a dimension of God you won't find if you haven't been through anything. Oh, come on. He says, he sent his angel and delivered. There are many people here with test. The Bible said, and they have frustrated the king's word. Nebuchadnezzar used his own mouth. To say that these guys, they frustrated the king's word. I pray you have the bold days of a lion. Fearless like a lion. Your face set like a flint. You see all those spineless kind of Christianity. Once they move you like this, you move. Once they say it's like this, you join. From today, God will give you spiritual backbone. You will stand and you will stand well and start strong. Not for arrogance, not for self-glorification, but for the name of the Lord. For in these days, they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. You don't do that with spineless, no backbone. Do it by standing strong. And these guys, wow, he said... They frustrated it and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Who? Let's read 29. Except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. People will beg you to serve your god. Yes. Are you not saying it right? People will beg you to serve your god. Yes. People will say, Where is this god you are serving? Can I also pray to him? Houses shall be made an ash of Eve because there is no other God that can deliver like this. 